Well, praise God. Can you say amen? amen? If that doesn't get you excited, take your pulse. You could be dead. If that doesn't build your faith up, if that doesn't strengthen you in your walk with Jesus Christ, incredible stories of the power of Christ, incredible stories of God's delivering power, when there was no hope, God, I'll tell you, God can touch you and reach you right where you are tonight. God can break through prison cells. He broke through a prison cell and touched Chantel. He broke through a prison cell and touched a young man. He still walks through walls. He still comes through storms. He can still walk on water. He can reach you right where you are. That's the God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a Savior we have this evening. I know it's late and we might be tired, but I'll tell you, I sense an expectation in people's hearts tonight. I sense in some hearts tonight, I'm not going home until I touch him and he touches me. Hallelujah. God, open the windows of heaven tonight. Pour your spirit in us. We're hungry for more of Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. What a saviour. I I won't keep you long tonight. But what I do want to do tonight is I'd like to share a short word with you. And I'm going to minister tonight. I'm going to give an altar call tonight. Because I believe God wants to touch people. We've not come just to hear stories. God is not finished with your story yet. God's not finished with your life yet. I wonder what the next page will be he'll turn tonight. It could, this could be a night of destiny where the next page gets turned. You just don't know what's going to happen in the next half hour. Your life could be turned upside down. You could be launched into missionary, to be a missionary. You could be called into ministry. You just don't know what God's going to do. That's what's exciting about walking with Jesus Christ. It's been an incredible day. Thank, I want to thank everybody who's... Um, and just blessed us today and hosted us today and all the workers and who have fed us and just blessed us so much. The hospitality has been outstanding. And again, I want to thank the leadership and everybody here for inviting Teen Challenge. We've been honored to be here tonight. We're honored to share our testimony. It's a privilege to share with you what the Lord has done in our lives. And as a woman in the Bible, if you turn in your Bible uh, to Mark uh, chapter 5, As you're turning to Mark chapter 5, I'm just going to read out one scripture while you're turning to Mark chapter 5. There's another scripture in Luke 4, 18. And it's Jesus. If you turn to Mark chapter 5, I'm going to read out Luke 4, 18. Then I'm going to go to Mark. Luke 4, 18. This is Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to proclaim and release to the captives and recover the sight of the blind and to set those who are oppressed to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, and I all, all eyes were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Luke 4.18 is a teen challenge ministry. God, Jesus said, the Spirit of God is upon me. I, I don't want to do anything unless the Spirit's upon me. I've no time for phony fire, man-made gimmicks. I don't want to be in the flesh. I don't want to entertain. I want the Spirit of God to move. If it's anything else but the Spirit, it's going to fail. It's going to fall to the ground. It's going to be no more than a firework 
that has been lit, it will fizzle and it will go out as, as, as quick as it sparkled, it goes out. But when it's a work of the Spirit, when it's a work of the Spirit of God, it lasts forever. There's a change takes place. Just one touch from the King changes everything. Just one touch from Christ can turn a life upside down. It can set the captive free. And I want to talk about one of those captives tonight. A young lady in Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Starting from verse 25, it says, A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians, and she had spent all that she had and was not healed, but rather she grew worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she thought, if I just touch his garment, I will get well. Immediately, the flow of blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus perceived in him that the power had proceeded from him and had gone forth and turned to the crowd and said, who touched my garment? And his disciples said, you see a crowd pressing in on you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this, but the woman fearing and trembling, aware of what happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole story. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I want to talk to you tonight, just for maybe 15, 20 minutes, before we go into a time of ministry. I want to speak to you about hidden wounds. Hidden wounds. A lot of people let their past determine their future. A lot of people are held back by stuff inside. It looks good on the outside, but in the inside, there are stuff happening in your life. There are things happened in the past you can't really get released into your future. To be honest with you, there's a little rhyme that says, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. But how many people know that words are powerful? Words paint pictures. If somebody tells you something long enough, you start to believe that. And I'll tell you, there's some people who are dead and buried, but their words are still affecting people's lives. They were dead 20 years ago, but their words are still keeping people in bondage. Something in the past that determines your future and leaves you in a place of limitation. And this woman, it said she was bleeding for 12 years, so it wasn't something she had all her life. But life has a way of going along in life and all of a sudden, a train crash comes into the side of your life. Something you never expected. Do you know something? We think we're in control of our life until something happens that we have no control over. And all of a sudden she wakes up and she's bleeding, which would not be unusual. Then the second day, then the third day, then the fourth day, then the fifth day, then the sixth year, then the first year, then the second year, then the third year, then the fourth, then the fifth, then the sixth. Twelve years. Bleeding. And at first it would have been hidden. But eventually it would manifest itself. Her condition was hidden for a while. But it was something that interrupted her life. 
I believe it brought her into a place of limitation. I believe it separated her from society because of the condition she had. She, they never had the same hygiene that we had in these days. So she would have withdrew from society because the condition that she had. Twelve long years, I want to tell you, she would have become anemic. She would have become weak. And there are things in people's life that drain the life out of them. There are words, there are pain, there are difficulties. And I'm not just talking about something overnight. Something that's been there for a while that's robbing you of abundant life. Something that's robbing you of your freedom in Jesus Christ. And she said she, she spent all of her money. Money couldn't fix it. You know, there's a lot of people walking about with guilt, regret, and shame. And there's not a doctor in the land who can open you up and take out guilt and take out shame and take out regret. You need the power of God. You need forgiving. You need a touch from the king. That stuff is robbing you of abundant life. There's nothing worse. You look fine. You look well. But you're carrying this guilt. You're carrying this regret. Some hidden thing. The Bible says those who cover their sin will not prosper. It will rob you. And it's hidden. Or a word. Or something. But tonight I'm here to tell you. Just one touch. Jesus Christ can heal you. He can reach you. He can heal you tonight. The bleeding can stop tonight. She said she tried to be in the doctors and there comes a point in there in life when the limitation of men and the wisdom of men and the technology of men, thank God for advancement and, 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 and medicines. It's amazing what they can do today. But there comes a point where man can't touch what only God can do. You see, God created you. You never, you never came out some of some mordical soup crawling out the ground. Or there was some big bang and all of a sudden you appeared. That's like saying there was an explosion in a scrapyard and a BMW came out. <laughs> Kaboom! And there's a BMW and you go, wow, that is phenomenal. You were created by God. And only God can fix you tonight. Only God can heal you tonight. Only God can forgive you tonight. Hallelujah! What a saviour! All the technology, and they can't heal the brokenhearted. Our mental hospitals are filling up every day. People are on prescribed drugs, and so some of them should be. Others are taking it just to block out life. Mental problems in our young people. Society breaking down. In a room with a hundred people, and you still feel lonely. Walking through London as if nobody knows you're there. You're just nothing more than a social security number. But God knows your name tonight. God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you've done. And he's got nothing but love for you. He's got nothing but grace and mercy. And he's drawn you tonight. I know you can feel it. I know there's people here tonight and you're saying... Man, if I, if, I, if, you, if I told you my story, man, you wouldn't even like me. I tell you, God already knows your story and he already loves you. 
I'll tell you, there's bits, I may as well tell you right now, there's bits in my testimony that are not for public consumption. It's too dark. It's too deep. But God knows all about it. And he makes you white as snow. Don't let your past determine your future. I know what it's like to be bleeding. I was on drugs for 12 years. I never knew my father. I've never called another man dad in my life. My mother had a drink problem. I had an older brother and an older sister who are alcoholics. Even, even today, a lot of my nieces and nephews are still bound by heroin. I know what it's like to have absolutely no confidence. I know what it's like to be bleeding in the inside and smile on the outside. It says in Proverbs, even in laughter, the heart is full of sorrow. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I traveled here and I traveled there to try and get away from myself only to discover the problem was within. I tried geographically. I tried everything. I was in Glasgow. I got so depressed, I, I tried to take my own life. And when you try and take your own life, the first thing they do is put you in front of a psychiatrist. And I sat in front of this psychiatrist. I remember it over, probably over 28 years ago, 30 years ago. And this is what he asked me, Mr. Fallon, what's your future? See, they're trying to give you hope. And I looked up and I said, I have no future. And he gave me some tablets and I went home. And I lived in a flat. I had nothing but a mattress in it. Cut a long story short. Somehow, a, a young man shared the gospel with me. I went, I went into a church. It was Saturday night. I'd been on drugs for 10 years. Saturday night, Sunday morning, I got up. I got up at 7 in the morning and started to walk to the church. I had a pair of trainees, a T-shirt, uh, uh, a pair of derms, trainees and T-shirt, and I was freezing. It was winter. I, I was losing my mind. And I sat in the back of a church. It was a Pentecostal church. I can honestly say, I, I, I sat in that church, I've never been so embarrassed for a group of people in all my life. <laughs> they were singing, they were dancing, there was people behind me speaking in t tongues. I was, I was like this, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm weak, I'm frail, I'm nothing. I, I certainly don't look like this. I certainly don't look like this. A man stood up, said Jesus came and died for sinners. I don't know how to describe it to you. I thought, I'm the most selfish man in the world. I broke down in the middle of the meeting. He touched me. A man came up and put his hand on me and said, do you want to become a Christian? I said, I do. I said, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. It was like somebody took a scrubbing brush and cleaned Jay Fallon from the inside out. I remember walking out. I still had my old jeans on. I was wrecked. But I'll tell you, it looked like the grass had just been laid that morning. It looked like the sky had just been painted. I could hear birds singing. I was in a, I was in a flat for years, couldn't hear nothing. I could hear birds. I remember running home. I stopped at a garden, standing at a rosidendron. I'm crying, looking at a rosidendron. My next drug addict going, that is beautiful, God. Because all of a sudden, I could sense God's presence. All of a sudden, I could see God everywhere. Do you know what it's like when you get born again and you thought, how did I not see this before? I was blind, but now I see. 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just one touch from the king changes everything. I went through Teen Challenge over 25 years ago, and I can put my hand on my heart and tell you today, I can look at you in the light of God's word and say, for the day I went into Teen Challenge, I've never had a cigarette, a drink, or a drug since then. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. It was supernatural. You know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, in fact, it might have even been a couple of years ago. <laughs> I went back to Scotland with my wife and my son. And somebody asked me, is there anything you'd like to do? And I said, no, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to shop. I says to my wife, go in the car. And I got my son up in Glasgow. And I drove into the car park of that church. I got out the car. You'll need to give me a moment because it's, it's deep. I got on the, I remember it was about one o'clock during the day, drove into the car park, went over to the church, saw locked up, got on my knees on the step of the door of that church and just started weeping. I thought, God, thank you. I remember you touched me here. And I looked in the car and there was my son and my wife. My son came out the car, came on the stair with me, wrapped his arms around me. And I said, Ethan, this is where your dad met God. And he said, I'm glad you did or I wouldn't be here. I said, you're right. And then my wife came out. We all went back in the car. Wow. I should be dead, but I'm alive. I was bleeding, but he poured in the oil and the wine. Hallelujah. Is anybody else happy about being saved? Is Is anybody else feel like rejoicing? I'm forgiven. I'm set free. She had to break through the crowd. You see, you get to a point where you need to lose your dignity to gain your destiny. Never mind looking cool. There's no way to come to God. Just come as you are. You don't have to wait till you're all right. You just need to be bold enough to say, I'm sick of this life. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm sick of this guilt. I'm sick of this pain. I'm not living like this anymore. I don't care what the crowd think. I'm coming to touch Jesus Christ. And she broke through in her weakness. And she touched him. And he said, immediately, the blood stopped. Can you let me have a bit of imagination for 10 minutes? But I just think the next day she got up. She went home. And she thought, here we go. Same old day. She got up, had a shower, and she thought, man, I'm not bleeding. She went in and sat next to her dressing table. Probably hadn't done it for ages. Get a bit of lipstick, yeah. (laughs) But think about it. She's been out of society. She can't even get relationships. 
She probably is thinking as she's walking everywhere. She's thin, she's anemic. And all of a sudden, he's touched her. The next day, she's like, I'm going to, to get a new dress today. I've not been shopping for years. The devil had me locked in a room, but God got the key. Jesus Christ opened the door. I'm going for a new dress. I'm going to get, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to let the world know he touched me. And she's, she gets up the next day and she's walking down the street. And people are gone. Is that, is that, is, is that Wilmer's, is that Wilmer's child? That's definitely Wilmer's child. What happened to her? And they're cutting her hair. Well, what happened to you? Well, wait till I tell you. I heard about a man called Jesus Christ. <laughs> what he'd done for me, he can do for you. And she starts to tell about the Christ and all that he's done for her. She went, I was bleeding. They said, you, you, you look so anemic. You, 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 the color's back in your face today. Your cheeks are all rosy. You're looking great. What happened to you? I broke, I broke through a crowd. I heard about a man called Jesus Christ. I touched the hem of his garment and this power came into my life. And, she, and then she phones her mom. Mom, how would you like to go for three o'clock tea? in Kensington Square for a cream bun and a coffee. <laughs> Are you sure you're up for it today? Are you not feeling not well? Not well. Mum, let me tell you. I've got, wait till you see me. I've got a story to tell you. It's all about a man called Jesus Christ. Teen Challenge is nothing to offer but Christ. She broke through the crowd and she touched him and he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. You're healed of your afflictions. Friends, we're going to stand in a minute. We're simply going to ask Christ to come again. You see, there was a man, Jesus touched a man and he said, what do you see? And he said, I see a man walking like trees. Sometimes you need a second touch. Sometimes you need another touch. Somebody's got touched a long time ago. Do you know that? Do you know what I've discovered in life? When I was pastoring, I knew a woman who her husband had beat her up for 10 years. And I said, you don't have to put up with that. I know what she said. It's just the way life is. And do you know what I discovered? When you live with something long enough, the abnormal becomes Normal. It's not normal to get beat up for 10 years. It's not normal to live in guilt when there's enough power in the blood to make you clean. It's not normal to let your past determine your future when Jesus Christ has broke every chain and set you totally free. It's not normal. See, I think Christians are getting, I think a lot of Christians are living an abnormal life. I think they live with their chains and they think, I'll just keep them on until I die. But Christ wants to break them free. You come in there and you're shackled. You don't need a tambourine. Your shackles are on. You're that used to dancing with them. You don't even know you're in a place of limitation. Are you free? Are you free? Because tonight you can be. Are you saved? Do you know what it's like to be forgiven? With a guarantee that you'll go to heaven? Well, you can. Do you need healed? Do you have a hidden wound? Then he can touch you. But you're going to have to break through the crowd.
you're going to have to shake off a bit of tiredness tonight. And we're going to stand for five minutes. And we're going to praise him. And we're going to exalt him. And then I'm going to give an appeal. And then we're going to pray that God touches your life. And that if you come in with any change or any limitation, they're going to stay at the end of that altar today. And you're going to go there skipping like a gazelle tonight. Saying, God touched me. He touched me. He touched me. Let's stand for a moment. Ben, could you come and play? Will you close your eyes with me for a moment? Will you just focus on Jesus Christ for five minutes? Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. To be honest with you, friends, I wanted to get through this word so I could get to this bit. Because this is Holy Ghost night. This is Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do. Move in the balcony, move in every area of this church tonight. Come and heal. Let the shepherd come with oil in his hand and go to where every wound is and heal the brokenhearted. Don't let your past determine your future. That's the first word God wants me to speak to you about tonight. There's people here, your past is still robbing you of your future. If that's you tonight, will you lift your hand and say, that's me. Lift it high and say, that's me. God bless you. 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 Your past is determining your future. Now I'm telling you, don't let pride get in the way tonight. Your past is determining you. I want to speak to those with hidden wounds tonight. If you can say, I need a touch from the king tonight. I'm not living like this anymore. Will you lift your hand right now and say, God spoke to me. I'm not living like this. Lift it high. Break through the, break through the barrier tonight. Lift it high. Hallelujah. 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 The last thing I'm going to say, according to this woman's story, if you need heal tonight, if you have a physical disorder, if you have something in your body, if you had something foreign in your body, it shouldn't be there and you're looking for healing tonight. You need a touch from God tonight for healing in your physical body. Would you lift your hand so I can see you tonight? We're going to pray for you. God bless you. We're going to pray that God will heal you tonight. We're going to pray that God will touch you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Will you just lift your eyes to Jesus and trust him tonight? Will you just exercise faith and start to praise him? Will you just start to tell him how much you love him? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. If you lifted your hands for physical healing tonight, can you leave your seat right now from the balcony and down here, can you start coming forward? Fill this altar right now. We're going to pray for you. Come on, break through the crowd. Break through the crowd. Break through. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you're in the balcony, we'll wait for you. Come, come right up to the front. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray that God will touch you tonight. Come. Hallelujah. 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 For those who put their hand up, who said, my past 
I'm not going to let it determine my future anymore. Can you come now? Can you leave your seat where you are and just come? If somebody's praying for you, just say, it's about my past and we'll pray for you. If it's for healing, say, it's for healing. That's all you need to say. One last thing I'm going to say tonight. Is there anybody here for the first time or the second time or the third and you said, I've never given my life to Jesus Christ. I've never surrendered my life to God. I've lived for myself. I'm in this mess because I've lived for me, but I want to surrender my life to Jesus tonight. I want to surrender my life to God tonight. Maybe while these, I do this appeal, maybe we can get the, the, I know you have a ministry team here. We're going to ask you to pray and, I, and I'll pray as well. Is there anybody here tonight you say, I don't know Jesus, but I would love to be forgiven. I would love to know that I'm forgiven for everything I've ever done wrong. I carry guilt. And there's things in my, my life that are robbing me of abundant life. If that's you tonight, will you lift your hand and say, pray for me tonight. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there anybody here tonight? And we're going to pray. I'm going to ask the ministry team to help us and maybe you can... I'm praying for people to turn my mic down a bit. And if I put my hand up, if you can put it up in case God gives me a word of knowledge for somebody that I need to call out, if that's okay. Hallelujah. Do you know, you need to come with the expectation. You need to believe that he wants to touch you tonight and heal your body. a few minutes to see what the Holy Spirit does I'm just waiting to see if he wants to speak to us before you know in about half an hour's time we're all going to be driving home but I'll tell you let's wait because something mighty could happen in your life tonight you know I believe God's touching people right now some people are already weeping because you're being touched by the King some people are weeping because you're saying I'm not living like this anymore God stopped the bleeding tonight it took something special for you to break through the crowd can I tell you I'm in I'm in no hurry to get home when I give a call I, I want to pray for you hand tonight and he's going to where the wounds are now let the dam burst tonight if you have trouble walking on your ankles just start to move your ankle right now wherever you are just stay this way turn it, start, start to turn it round if you have 
arthritis in your hand or in your neck, just start to move it right now. Say, God, just start to touch it. Okay, I'm going to come down now and I'm going to pray. And I know there's a ministry team here. I don't know how you do it, but I'm just going to come and pray for you. And I'm going to believe that the power of God's Spirit, it's not because of, of any man, it's because of a great God. But God's method is men. God uses men. 